I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Wednesday, and that means I'm here with Joy Behar. This is Behind the Table. All right, Joy, we are here. It is Wednesday. Uh, it's a really good week so far. I'm really enjoying the, the feel on the show, and we've had some really great guests. Well, and- today we had Hillary Clinton, who gave the, the American people who had the pri- the privilege of a um, of a history lesson. Yeah, about what, I, I what's was going on in the in the Middle East. She was so compelling, yeah. and obviously, uh, given all of her many roles in, I mean, she's one of the most consequential people of the last fifty yeah. years. I think. Yeah. I mean, she and her husband. I yeah, mean, the two of them. Yeah, and um, however, I, I when she was on, I saw you start to get very worked up. And I think I think it's because and you well, said he's this like, don't spiral, break. don't start spiral. I do get worked up when I think of what could have been when I think of uh, the damage that uh, Trump has done and is continuing to do to this country and that she could have been the president. She won the popular vote. And it depresses and upsets me because I know that Trump had help from Russia. He had that horrible uh, annoying Comey come at the last minute and make a big to do da about her emails, which amounted to a hill of beans. Yeah, and and he is a criminal, and and uh, and he's he's got more influence than she does, and it, that makes me upset. It's definitely one of the great sliding doors moments of of American history. I think the path not taken. It, it's really a, well. It a, started with Al Gore when they they went in and they bought the they, the Supreme Court decided that George Bush was the winner. Mm-hmm. We don't know that, and Al Gore just completely you know, gave in very easily, I thought. And uh, we could have had more or less, uh, you know, fuel, uh, fuel problems in this country, what they call them, fossil fuels. He would probably have reduced it. I mean, we need laws in this country to help the environment. I get packages and there is such extraneous plastic on everything. It's like, why do they have to put plastic on everything? Then they triple plastic things. Nobody tells them not to because there is no law about it. I don't disagree with you, but I get I, I enjoy how worked up you get in general. I, I get very I worry about the country and the world. I worry no, about it. I, I think that's, that's I don't good. believe in an afterlife. You know, this is it. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate that you care as much as you do and that you are as dedicated as you are. And that's one of the really great things you can do with this platform. We talk about these things right. all the time and every day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, anytime she's here, I always can't help but flash back to that election night in 2016. <sighs> With that, we did that special for lifetime. That's uh, like three hours long, and watching your slow descent into madness over that time. Um, I, well, you guys were keeping it from me that she had lost. Well, I, I was talking to Juju Chang, and Juju Chang, who was our uh, official election yeah. night uh, correspondent, said to me, "She's like, I don't know that you want to go to me in this segment. I don't think Joy can take it." <laughs> I could. I, I mean, I was having a good time thinking we're going to have the first woman president, and she's brilliant. Yeah. And everything. And then I get an email from uh, Don Lemon over at CNN and it says. Mm-hmm. And then I knew that we had lost. Yeah. I I, uh, I make the joke a lot that there's still uh, balloons up in the rafters that might fall down at any time that we never <laughs> dropped that night for the uh, first female president celebration. Oh. Yeah. No. So it's, it's really interesting. And she's just so smart about so many things and such a. Uh, a great presence to have on the show. It was really great. And it was interesting to start the show with her. Right. We did that uh, in part because she had a commitment she had to get to later in the day. But I thought, especially with everything that happened last night, it was great to start. So speaking of last night, abortion right advocates won major victories in Ohio, Kentucky, and Virginia. Democrats won major victories there. Do you ever think in your lifetime you would see this on the ballot again? The abortion thing? Yeah. 
Well, one of the reasons I probably was a technical virgin when I got married was because <laughs> <laughs> there was no uh, Roe v. Wade right. in the 60s. You know, you had yeah. to wait for the 70s for that. Mm-hmm. Not that it would have made that much of a difference because I was a very good little Catholic girl. Of course. Even though I had a you know a boyfriend and we were making out like crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was, you know, we never went to third base really until we got married. Because really? in those, I was very young. Sure. I was very young. You know, kids have sex now at 17. That's, to me, that was very young. I think I think 17 is still on, it's giving them a lot of credit. I think it's younger than that. But really the fact that we're, we're here again after Roe Wade, after everything else, and that it's yeah. back again. Is that something It's that, ridiculous. I mean, yeah. we're going backwards. Does it make you hopeful, though, that, that even in red states, they're, they're voting for abortion rights? I can't believe it's even an issue. I mean, that annoying Alito in the Supreme Court starts to say big to do now about this. It was established. It was said. It was done. Leave it alone. It seems like a big miscalculation by the... the... Stay out of my uterus. Yeah. It's like, why do these men have to get involved with women's bodies? You know, nobody's telling you what to do with your uh, genitalia. No. All right. <laughs> well, speaking of the GOP, tonight, tonight, there's oh, yeah. a presidential debate in Miami. Um, last time you famously mentioned that uh, you enjoyed the presidential debate. We were not in... in... I took a THC gummy because yes. <laughs> I like to take them to sleep. You know, they're legal. Yes. They're legal. But that night I took it early and I never laughed so hard as watching that <laughs> Republican debate. And then you had that... Um, then you have... I love Chris Christie is always a fun person to watch. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, it was very funny. All right. Well, there you go. So if you're looking for a laugh tonight, <laughs> the GOP debate. Well, it'll be, it's it's a little smaller now tonight. So now oh, yeah. it's really, who's out? It's uh, a lot of people are out, but who's left is uh, well, Pence dropped. Yeah, Pence dropped. We yeah. have Haley's still there, Christie's still there, Vivek is still there, and um, uh, obviously uh, DeSantis is still there. So that'll yeah. be uh, and and Tim Scott is still there. So I'm I think only, they're down I'm to only five. interested to hear Chris Christie at this point. Okay, because well, he really trashes Trump mercilessly. All right. Well. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing your take on it I mean, I never tomorrow. liked Chris Christie. Yes. You know, you know, you know the story of the fact that I hosted a roast for President uh, for Governor Byrne. Yes. At, in Jersey a few years ago, and and Christie was sitting next to me because what he didn't know is that when you roast the candidate, you also the roastee, you also roast people who are on the dais. Yeah, you always roast the dais. Yeah, but I don't think he knew that because I was I took him on. Yeah. And he jumped out of his seat and tried to grab my papers away, and I said, "Don't you bully me." Mm-hmm. And this was during the Washington Bridge thing. I said, don't worry, I'm taking public transportation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, he's always a very interesting guest to have on the show. And you like having him on the show. He's very forthcoming. And I don't I don't hate him. No. And and frankly, I would think that him speaking out so forthrightly against President Trump has kind of won you over a little bit. It's music to my ears. Yeah. Because he is a person who was in not in bed with Trump, but on his team for a while, acting like he liked him. Mm-hmm. And now we know that that was a bunch of BS. So, you know what? I will forgive anybody. I forgive all these Republicans who have turned against Trump now. They saw the light and now they're against Trump. You're, you're in, despite you not believing in an afterlife, you're a fan <laughs> of the deathbed confession. <laughs> I do. Our own Alyssa Farah, mm-hmm. she used to be work for Trump. I forgive her. Yeah. Um, Olivia Troy, I forgive her. Michael Cohen, I forgive you. Chris Christie, I forgive you. Not that they want me to forgive them. No. They don't give a damn. Really. Mike Pence. I forgive Mike Pence. There we go. Mike right. Pence, I particularly forgive. Yeah. 
because of what he did on uh, January 6th, what? that he basically saved the republic that day. Yeah. I think he should get a lot of credit for that. All right. So I, I think we should have some sort of formal ceremony where people come on to be forgiven by joy. I think that could be something. <laughs> I also think that Mike Pence is a truly religious person. I don't think he's faking it. No, definitely not. Like some people, they hide behind religion. Yeah. And, but I don't think uh, Pence was um, BSing us. With no, the, I don't think so. Religion. No, he's a, I don't think he's he hides a... behind the Bible. I don't know what he might be hiding for something. I don't know. But whatever it is, it's not his religion. No, he's a deeply religious person. This is Sonny Hostin. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash view. Just go to Indeed.com slash view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's podcast is brought to you by Shopify. Ready to make the smartest choice for your business? Say hello to Shopify, the global commerce platform that makes selling a breeze. Whether you're starting your online shop, opening your first physical store, or hitting a million orders, Shopify is your growth partner. Sell everywhere with Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. Turn browsers into buyers with Shopify's best converting checkout, 36% better than other platforms. Effortlessly sell more with Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Did you know Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and supports global brands like Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen? Join millions of successful entrepreneurs across 175 countries, backed by Shopify's extensive support and help resources. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Start your success story today. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash view. Put it all in lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash view now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash view. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, all right, so let's change gears here and talk about something positive. I know you're tired of being uh, feted, 
but your plays. This oh. was fantastic. My my grandson came to the plays. Oh, that must have been really He's great. He's 12. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of it's not it's worse than blue. It's like sure. it's not obscene, but there's a couple of things in these plays. That you don't that want are, to hear Nana saying that I didn't say them. I put them in. <laughs> I put them in the mouths of like Lenny Bruce. Right. Who was a comedian who was arrested for obscenities. Yeah. And he's a character in one of my plays. Mm-hmm. And we asked Luca, did you how did you feel? It's fine. Well, you know, these kids today, as they, you know, they watch television, they, nothing shocks them anymore. No. I did have this gigantic Peg Bundy wig on my head. It was literally a Peg Bundy yes, wig. Yes, well, I used the outfit from last Halloween, Halloween <laughs> when, I came, when I went on, came on the show as Peg Bundy. Right. But that outfit works beautifully for the character. Right. And I didn't see the need to create a new character, a new outfit. No, it's great. See, Halloween's finally good for something in your eyes. Well, yeah, yeah. In that case, it was. And anyway, he said that my play. First, he said to me, "Nana, is that your real? Was that your hair? It was so huge, but yeah. it was red." And I said, "No." And then he told me it was a series of five plays. I was in one of them. He said his favorite was the one I was in. Oh, how about that? That's and here I'm good. thinking that he doesn't care about us anymore because he hit twelve like a teenager. Yeah. And he's like, "I love you," and then he walks out. He thinks that if he says, "I love you," he doesn't have to engage in a conversation. I've got a 12-year-old daughter, and it's similar. A little better with girls, I think, but uh-huh. there's definitely a little smarminess in there. When did uh, she turn 12? Just recently. See, he's going to be 13 at the end of February. Mm-hmm. So he's really getting ahead of himself a little bit. And he's very And bright. boys, I think. And it's boys. Still, yeah. I said, I don't want to talk about I said, you used to like us. He goes, oh. Yeah. But he still does. It's just, you know, they always come back. My, my mother used to say, they, you come back to who you were at 11 eventually. Really? But, yeah. When? When, they, when, when you I'm get dead? No, when, I'll well, be dead. You won't be dead. <laughs> They'll be there for you. Um, all right. Well, the thing you said on the show yesterday that was actually really profound, and, and I've heard from a lot of people about it. Uh-huh. You said that uh, creativity is the key to happiness. And the fact that you're on your fifth act or whatever it is <laughs> at the age you are now. Yeah. Um, is that something you've stumbled upon or have you always thought that? Uh, no, I've experienced that in my life. Yeah. I think that the opposite of depression is creativity. I mean, you can see where that makes sense. You know. Right. Um, and I think that pe- people very often are not as creative as they are in their lives because they they judge themselves too severely or they think because I'm my husband is like this, like he, he'll take a painting class, let's say, and he doesn't know how to draw. So that's the end of that. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, listen, you can learn to draw. And the more you do something, the better you become at it. You don't have to be the next Picasso. Just enjoy the drawing. You know, people think that they have to stop doing it because they're not great at it in the beginning. It takes right. 10,000 hours, according to Malcolm Gladwell, to be proficient at any skill. Yeah. And so I believe in that. I think I'm coming up on 10,000 hours of The View, so we'll see how well, I do. you're getting good at it now. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been writing since I'm in high school. This is not that new for me. Yeah. You know, I think the difference is, so occasionally I will be possessed by something that in my head is a great idea. Like or what? Like a screenplay or an idea for a show oh, or yeah. something like that. And I, I spend six or seven hours getting very excited about it. And then the drudgery of day-to-day life and things I have to handle push interfere, it to the bottom. And yeah. I don't it, interfere and also just... I don't have time for it. I don't have the, I'm not ready to. So what is it about you that lets you say, you know, all the work this is going to be, I'm going to pull the trigger and do it. Well, I like to take classes. Yeah. One of my, my advice is if you have an interest in anything, you could take a class at these adult um, sessions that Mm -hmm. they have in all these colleges nearby in art history. Then you learn about Picasso and you learn about Monet and you, you enrich yourself in a classroom. So I, I believe in that. 
I don't believe that you should stop educating yourself. Yeah, I think that's important. And I think it's important for creative people to go to a place where you have a deadline and you've got to come up with a short story or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Make time for yourself. Yeah, I think you're right about that. People make time for a trainer. They make time to run the marathon. They make time to do yoga and Pilates, which I despise. Well, that I hate exercise. That I... If you told me I had to exercise, I would be upset. Okay. Well, I'll... All I want to do is just walk. All right. That's my only thing. You can walk as much as and you da- want. And I dance to those German ladies on YouTube. Yeah, we have to get them here at some point. I think we have They're to fly in them Germany. in. I know. I'll fly them in for your birthday or something. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> the German YouTube ladies. You go on YouTube. Shape. It goes, I Love Dance is the name of the, of the, <laughs> of the thing. You go to I Love Dance, and they do like a warm-up dancing mm-hmm. with Cher. How did you find them? I just, you have to search. All right. Well, I I love it. So, Uh all right. um, We had Tyler Perry on yesterday, which was really emotional and cool. And then on the commercial break, um, you got a gift from an audience member. Tell me about this. Oh, there was a woman in the audience who was wearing glasses that would fit one of my characters in my plays. (laughs) (laughs) So Whoopi said something about the glasses. And Mm -hmm. she said, Joy loves those glasses. The woman took them off her head and gave them to me, which is such a sweet gesture. It really was. But then I wanted to give something back. So I said, well, let's sign these mugs. And we all signed the mugs and we gave it to her. Then her siblings who were sitting with her turned on her. Yes. That they wanted the mugs. So we had to sign four mugs. It was worth it. It It was was terrific. I'd never seen you guys work so hard at autographs before, though. It was fantastic. It was like an assembly line. Well, her, her generosity yeah. of taking them all. You know, when I grew up with my aunts and uncles, I yeah. grew up with a lot of Italian relatives. Mm-hmm. And you'd say to my Aunt Sadie, I like those earrings. She would rip them off her ears and give them to you. <laughs> I have family like that, You too. know? Yeah. And then when you, when you leave, they say, I can't believe she took those earrings. <laughs> no, no, no. They were never like that. Uh, they were very that's just generous. My family. That's your family. Uh, today on the show, we talked about how millennials are increasingly not wanting to have kids. Did you always know that you wanted to have a kid? Um, yes, I did. I always like, I still to this day love babies. Mm-hmm. I love babies and puppies. And when you put them together on Instagram, I just go, I can sit there and watch those things all day long. Yeah. I know there have been people that you weren't fond of where I've still heard you say, that's a cute baby. Oh. <laughs> well, I know there are people who've had babies on the show, but there are, I just, I, I never blame the baby for anything. No. <laughs> but, the, um, but I never wanted to have, I had, I gave birth when I was 28. Right. And after I gave birth, I looked at the nurse or the doctor, whoever's standing there, and I said, I'm never doing this again. So they, they, I've always heard <laughs> the legend of this, that, the, that there's something about the childbirth process that has a, an amnesia effect where you forget about how oh, bad no. it actually that's is. Full. And that's why you're able to have multiple Listen, children. here's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. At that time, it was a long time ago. So I was afraid of the epidural. So I said, all right, just give me something to put me out. Well, w- when you're in the middle of, of that baby coming out of you. Right. They wake you up. They wake you up and you have no tolerance for the pain. So they, they wake you up and they say, come on, push. It's like, I don't forget that. Mm-hmm. That was a horrendous moment for me. Yeah. No, yeah. I get it. Um, my, my wife had a C-section and wasn't feeling well afterwards and they gave her medication and she passed out immediately. So they just handed me a baby and I had no idea what the hell to do. And oh. I was, it was, it was ended in retrospect. It's an amazing memory for me that, yeah. you know, I had the first couple hours of my kid's life, just the two of us hanging out, but I was very over my head immediately. <laughs> Were you in the room when she was in labor? I was. Yeah. But they, then they gave her the surgery and you saw they that They put up too? a little, uh, they put up a little blanket. Yeah. They, they, they so. didn't see, you didn't see the cut. No, I didn't. I didn't. But no. I came in afterwards for That's the umbilical much. cord and all that. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, 
There was a topic on the list today that we didn't get to about a woman who got revenge on her cheating ex by posting his dead mother's secret recipe. That is the dumbest, stupid topic. Yes, I know. You killed it in the moment, right? I did. I killed it. If I had been in the meeting this morning, it would never be even on the list. Well, you were supposed to be in the meeting. I know, but I I thought you would pick something more interesting than that. We had two minutes. Okay, the guy has a pizza recipe. Yes. He gives it to his girlfriend, and then they break up, and she wants to use, he wants the recipe back so that he can have his new girlfriend make the pizza. Yeah. So big deal. So make the pizza. One of the reasons I picked this is because you have a a very exciting recipe. My lasagna. Your lasagna. I don't care who makes it. I'm happy to give it. It's on our website. And you gave the full recipe on online. You didn't hold anything back? No, I did not. I, I Listen, I have other things in my life besides that lasagna. Okay, okay well, that's fine. It's Maybe just, this know. guy with the pizza has nothing else going on. Listen, I my, my family has... You know, I come from an Italian family, yeah. and they have recipes that are very sacred. I can't, I can't cook either way, but I definitely people go to my father and they say like, "Oh, how do you make those meatballs? How yeah. do you make the pizza?" Yeah. And does he tell them? He leaves something out. He oh, always see, leaves that's something hostile. out. Uh, all right, let's see. Going back to the uh, the sibling thing. Oh yeah, we talked about on the show today how Sarah, you and Sonny are only children. Yeah. Sarah, the sister you never wanted. We talked to Sarah about this too. She doesn't take that as a as a shot. I she never enjoys said that. It. So, Sonny uh, says Sonny it a lot. said it was the yeah. sister. I I love Sarah. I think she'd be a great sister. Yeah. Well, I mean she's the kind who'll take care of the parents so I don't have to when they're really old and sick. Well that's what you guys said. The <laughs> idea because I've got a sibling who's helpful now that my yeah. parents are, are getting older. And um and with my children I could see them taking care of me. I like that. Well I, there's I, yeah. one there's always one person in the family who is good with that. Right. And then they guilt trip you. They make you feel guilty. But I don't I don't buy into that. Okay, so <laughs> you weren't the one who took care of everybody? My whole thing, I knew that my parents and that I would have to take care of somebody. Right. So I felt if I made some money, that would help. I could just pay somebody to do it. Yeah. That's how I feel about my own demise. Right. I don't want my daughter to have to take care of me when I'm on my deathbed. You okay. Know? It's not gonna be me, is it? Yes, you you have to do it. <laughs> I put you on the list. Son of a <laughs> that sounds right. All right. Well, listen, it is always a pleasure to have you We're with finished. us. We're finished. Um, thank you for joining me today, Joy. <laughs> Tomorrow, I'm back with Sonny Hostin. Any questions for Sonny? Um, You're right into the popcorn already. We're I know. Done. I love this. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Skinny Pop Kettle Corn. Yes. It's like 110 calories for this whole bag. I love it. Um, all right. Very exciting. Thank you for joining me. If you're enjoying the podcast, please go online, review it. Subscribe to it. Review it. You can review it. People are writing reviews. Oh, I don't need them. They're so nasty. No, they're nice because you know what? In order to review it, you actually have to listen to the episode, and the people that actually listen to the show like us. Oh, I see. So that's pretty good. They write nice things. They write about you. I love the ones with joy. I love the ones this. All right. Thank you, everybody, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow with Sunny. The first ever criminal trial of a former president is underway in Manhattan. It's one of potentially four trials facing former President Trump as he makes his third bid for the White House. What do voters think about his culpability, and would a guilty verdict make a difference in the election? I'm Galen Druk, and every Monday and Thursday on the 538 Politics podcast, we break down the latest news from the campaign trail. We sort through the noise and zoom in on what really matters using data and research as we go. That's 538 Politics every Monday and Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts.